Welcome to Peeling the Onion Podcast with Cheryl Passwater and Nancy Campbell, where we have real conversations about what it takes to dive deep into the unique journey of healing. Health is not a win-lose game. Join us and our amazing guests to explore the layers of physical, mental, and spiritual health. So grab a drink, go for a walk, get cozy, and let's peel the onion. Hey, Onions. I am super excited for this week's episode. We have Andrea Beeman. She's an internationally renowned holistic health coach, natural food chef, speaker, herbalist, and best-selling author. Named one of the top 100 most influential health and fitness experts, she is the recipient of the Natural Gourmet Institute's Award for Excellence in Health Supportive Education and a Health Leadership Award from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Since 1999, Andrea has been teaching people how to harness the body's own preventative and healing powers using food, herbal remedies, and natural medicine. Guys, Nancy here. I just, you have to know that she is a special treat. And if you don't know her work, you have a lot to dive into. Please check out her website. We will reiterate that at the end of the episode. But also know that some of the key points that we cover today are really talking about how to speak your truth and how fundamental the thyroid is to speaking our truth, how to step out and and be in your power, about medical choice and making the right decisions for your own body and your own journey. And Andrea talks about her personal health journey and how she became a health coach herself. So Buckle up, grab a couple of goodies or a cup of tea, and welcome to Peeling the Onion. Thank you, Andre, for joining us. We're going to get into the weeds today a little bit on thyroid health and hormonal health. It is one of Andrea's specialties. Um, she's got a slew of books and resources out there. Her website's thick, thick, thick with with wonderful um what just perspectives and information to help you be empowered to make better decisions um, in the doctor's office, outside of the doctor's office, and you know throughout your aging life as as things change in our bodies. Andre, we wanted to kind of jump off and kind of hear more about the kind of the basics of your practice and and give us a little perspective into how you got into this this world of holistic health and. You're also a chef, so just can you give us a little bit of background for, for, for folks who don't know you that tell us more about you? Yeah, so first, let me tell you that my practice is always evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, many, many years ago, I met a teacher that said the only permanent thing in this lifetime is change. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Now I'm like, of course, that's what are you kidding me? Everything's changing all the time. And if you don't change and you don't grow, um, then you uh, wither and die. So just to put it out, <laughs> just right? straight straightforward, Audrey. Thank you. It's good. <laughs> right to it. <laughs> no, I love it. So I got into the practice of health from sickness, which is where a lot of people come into an alternative view of wellness. And for me, it first started when my mother was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer, for the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was initially diagnosed in the nineties. And at that time, they did a radical mastectomy, right? Mm -hmm. It was, they took off the breast, they took off all the lymph nodes, right? Everything, gone, goodbye. And um, 
And she did her treatments. And after five years, she was considered at that time, they say, oh, you go five years and you don't have any cancer. You're cancer free. Right. The treatment worked. But 11 years later, she fainted in the bathroom. And this is after going for, you know, her treat her once a year annuals. They never found anything. But 11 years later, she fainted in the bathroom and she couldn't stand up. And we were like, what the hell is going on? Call the ambulance, take her to the hospital. They do all these tests and they find that the breast cancer, even though she no longer had the breast, had spread to almost every organ in her body. It was in her bones. It was in her liver. It was in her brain. It was everywhere. Mm, So we did what is recommended in modern medicine. We did the chemotherapy. We did the radiation. We did the whole thing again. But my dad had read a book um, by a doctor that had healed himself of pancreatic cancer using diet. And at the time it was uh, a, a macrobiotic diet, right? Maybe, maybe this was late eighties or something like that, early nineties. And he said, Hey, let's, let's try this with mom, you know, and see if it works. And I was like, okay. So we took her up to the Cushy Institute. It's no longer there. It was in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And we yep. took her up there. And in one week I saw my mom go from this, she was pale, shriveled, had no energy, couldn't, couldn't keep her eyes open. She was literally dying from all the treatments. Mm-hmm. I saw her get a little bit of life back into her body. Her cheeks got a little rosy. Her eyes perked up. She was reading in the bed. And I was there with her noticing and witnessing this. And I also witnessed something happening in my own body. Mm-hmm. And I was a chronic dieter my whole life you know, yo-yoing all over the place. And I noticed while I was eating like real food that didn't come out of a package, right? It wasn't like fruit loops <laughs> and Cap'n Crunch and coffee all day long, right? It was actually <laughs> food. Uh, yeah. I started to have regular bowel movements and my physical body was changing as well. So when we left the Cushy Institute, we implemented as, as much as we could. And from what I know today, now 30 some odd years later, there would have been things I would have done different with her back then to rebuild her energy. You know, just vegetables and rice and fish once a week wasn't going to bring her back from the brink of death where she was. But it planted in me a seed after my mom died. She died about a year and a half later. It planted in me a seed that if I get sick, I'm going to go with an alternative route first before destroying any part of my body with radiation or chemotherapy or any anything that's going to destroy my system and not give it the, the boost that it needs to heal. Totally. So five yeah. years later, as fate would have it, I was diagnosed. I had a large, very large goiter, and I was diagnosed with a hyperthyroidism. And I was having heart palpitations. I was working at MTV at the time. And um, I would sit at my desk and I would feel like I was having a heart attack every single day. I'd be like, oh, you know, it was, it was crazy. And, yeah. um, and even though I was hyperthyroid, I was still struggling with my weight, which you wouldn't think. You know, hyperthyroid is someone that's overactive and they can't hold on to weight and they can't sleep at night. I had all the other stuff, but I was still heavy. And I said, okay. The doctor said to me, you need to take radioactive iodine and then be on Synthroid for the rest of your life. And I said, Doc, <laughs> that's, I'm not going to go radioactive anything. I'm just going gonna, gonna to change my diet, change my lifestyle, and see what happens. And my doctor said, your diet and your lifestyle have nothing to do with your disease. Uh, and I, <laughs> I said, okay. Uh, sorry. 
which is over her cringing in my seat a little bit because how often do we hear this? Yep, I hear it from all my clients. Yeah, all the time. Or you're fine. We'll get yep. into that, but go ahead, Andrea. Yeah. So, you know, I, I said no to the radioactive iodine and I changed my diet from what I knew, which was, you know, whole foods, natural foods right from the farm, you know, like get rid of all the, the sugar and the crap and the caffeine and everything that was possibly throwing my body out of balance. And within four months, I lost like 18 pounds without dieting. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I went back to my doctor and my doctor said to me, uh, your thyroid levels have changed in your blood and you're no longer in the danger zone, but you're, you can't heal this thing. You're not, it's not, you can't heal it. It's not, your diet may have changed some things, but you're still, you still got thyroid disease. You're still sick. You need to take this other medication. <laughs> and I, go, mm. I said, nah. I said, thanks for your wise advice, but I'm not going to take the other medication either. So I left the doctor's office. I continued working on my diet, my lifestyle, and my consciousness. And every, I was, like I said, I was working at MTV networks at the time. And at that time I had health insurance. I haven't had health insurance in 26 years now, but at that time I had health insurance. So every six months I went to another doctor and every six months I got a new diagnosis. So first I was hyperthyroid. Then the next time that I went, I was hypothyroid. And then the next time I went, another six months later, I was Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And each time they told me, now you need this medication. Now you need that medication. Now you need this medication. And I said, listen, I said, I'm giving my body nutrients and giving it what it needs. I think that it's just trying to find balance. That's, you know, like first it was on the extreme side over here. Then it was on the extreme side over there. <laughs> you know, I said, I said, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing. And it took approximately 18 months for my goiter to completely disappear. Um, it's never come back. Wow. And um, within two years, my blood had tested normal right? My thyroid was normal. Now, over the past 25 years, my thyroid has gone out again once or twice, maybe once, but it was at a time of extreme stress. And when I was, it was when I was on Top Chef and, um, and afterwards, all me and all the chefs would get together and we'd party and drink and smoke and, you know, great, you know, <laughs> sugar and dessert every single night for like six months. And then nice. my thyroid crashed again. Yep. <laughs> and I went to another doctor. Now, this was, you know, 15 years after my initial healing. I went to another doctor, um, and this doctor said, oh, you have, um, uh, you, have uh, you know, hypothyroid and Hashimoto's, right? <laughs> so she goes, um, she goes, you might have healed your, because I told her that I healed the condition earlier. You know, I said, I could do this again. I just got to go back to eating some, some re regular food, <laughs> you know, and right. taking care of myself. And she goes, listen... When you healed your condition when you were 28 years old, it's because you were younger. She goes, you're like, you're 39 years old now. You can't, you're not going to be able to heal this condition. Your body's older. And I go, ah, doc. I said, I, said, I guess that maybe that's your understanding, but no, I don't, I don't believe that at all. So I left the doctor's office, cleaned up my diet again, got rid of all the sugar and all the crap and all the refined foods that I was eating. I stopped drinking alcohol every day, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> you know, because yep. alcohol and cigarettes, I love them. They go together. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful marriage. Beautiful <laughs> marriage. And then within 30 days, thyroid was completely normal. Yes. So um, I think that the thyroid is an amazing teacher. 
Amazing teacher. According to ancient medicine, this fifth chakra is our ability to express ourselves, right? Yeah. And to speak our truth. And for me, standing in my truth was, I know that I am polluting my body. I'm very clear on that. And I can make the changes, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm grateful for my experience And I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to speak my truth because I meet with so many clients that no longer have a thyroid or they've been on medication for 30 years because they couldn't get their thyroid functioning, right? Yeah. Or they've had the radioactive iodine, right? And the the thyroid is no longer functioning. So, you know, I I believe in in patience, right? Mm -hmm. You listen to the body, you hear what it's saying. The thyroid is actively telling us Hey, something's out of balance here. It's speaking. It's literally speaking. Hmm. Something's out of balance in your system, in your lifestyle. You know, make some adjustments. Um, so that's that's how that's a long story, but that's how I got into this. No, it's a it's a beautiful story, but it's also so true, right? So so for so many of us practitioners who need to go through that journey, the only way that we can actually show up as as vibrant and as hardcore as we do is because we've we've lived it and we've kind of you know gone through the dark depths and you know shadowy side of this that have come out and seen the light so that's amazing it's it's really powerful andrea and i'm wondering you know how do you you know if we're talking about the average person who needs to make those changes and 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 make the dietary shifts What's a low-hanging fruit? So, And we're talking about, let's just take that average example of the person who's struggling with a thyroid condition, which is often women, and those of us women, especially in middle age, um, somewhere between our 30s and 50s. And it could happen earlier like it did for you, but the idea of just certainly we're, we're stretched thin, we're in our peak reproductive and career all at the same time. What do you tell those women? How do we support them? So you just hit on a great point. Mm. You said we're stretched too thin. Correct. Right? Yes. So, yeah. So we're running and gunning and doing and doing and going and going and get, got to get this done. Got to get that. And got to have my business. Got to have my babies. Got. Yeah. <laughs> what? How? Who? Come on. Slow we're down. Not, <laughs> slow down. We're not robots. Slow down. But our society is set up for this chronic speed and chronic go and chronic make it happen. And don't rest. Oh, you want to rest? Get your ass out of bed. Let's go. Right? Get moving. Yeah. So on the bigger level, the entire system is unsustainable. And our thyroids are letting the world know this is not right. Mm. Something is out of balance here. Now, women classically were the healers in ancient medicine. Classic. You know, thousands of years, the women were the healers. We're literally on Mother Earth, right? We're the mother element here on Mother Earth. And what we're doing to ourselves is akin to what we're doing to the Earth, right? Mm. Raping the minerals, dirtying the waters, right? So the women are having the higher rates of thyroid disease because we are more intimately connected to the mother womb, the mother earth, the energy of creation. And we cannot possibly continue to create with what's going on. 
That's that's the bigger perspective. It's a very deep thought. You know, it's not accepted to think like that. (laughs) I like your deep thoughts. No, I do. (laughs) I like it a lot. (laughs) The reason for lack of acceptance, though, let's be honest, is because it takes a lot of self-reflection for all the people involved, the men, the men in this world, and some of the women, like all, all of us women who are just rolling along, plowing through just as hard uh, to keep up. So, yeah, it's, it's a, that, that, that's a scary proposition to imagine that, to, to, to like stop and stop pointing the finger, to stop blaming, to stop and just point the finger back at ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. You said low-hanging fruit, but I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to dig it out real deep. Down I like it, girl. Side. Go for the roots. But I mean, isn't, yeah. that, isn't that the thing, though? It's like, it's taking the time to pause, look inward, and recognize, like, I tell all my clients, like, and I, actually, anytime, I, I've said this on the show before, but anytime I do a discovery call for my practice, like, my number one question is, do you believe you can heal yourself? Because healing is within. And, you know, are you willing to make changes? And if you're not willing to do those two things, I'm not going to take you in my practice. You know, I tell all my clients when we start, I'm like, I will work as hard as you work. Mm. When you like sink your teeth in and you start putting X, Y, and Z into place, I'll go as hard as you go. Like I will work to death for you. Like, and it goes not to death, but like, I will, I will put in that energetic space and time because I'm just as equally invested in your, your health as you are. Right. And, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, if you're not going to put time in, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put all that extra, extra time in. I'll help you get there. (laughs) I'll try to, but no, you know, the people who get well, they're the people who, and they, they really sink their teeth in. They embody it. Yeah. You know, they, they embody, yeah, they embody it at a deep level. And they say, I mean, one of, you know, like uh, back to the low hanging fruit, you're like, what's one thing that people can do? The first thing that they can do is love and honor themselves. (laughs) Right. So when you're talking about, you know, they have to go within. Well, when, when we go within, we have to get into the space of, I totally love this human being. Otherwise I'm not going in there. I'm not going to take care of this person. Right. 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 So they have to go into that space of, I love this human being and I'm going to do my best to take care of this human being today, tomorrow, the next day to the best of my ability so that this human can have a great experience in the body that they are inhabiting. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though, man. It's, I know it's, it's so hard, you know, and it's, it's complicated. It takes some people, you know, the journey to that, for some people, it's super short and they see it and they can rebound from it and they can start to evolve. And some people, um, it just, it takes unraveling, you know, some some trauma, some some issues that, you know, some messaging, right, that, that's been told to them that they're, they're not valuable enough to, to stop and worry about. Yeah. Which is something to think about, because if you think about, like we talked about the earth and the mother and the feminine aspect, right? So for how many, I don't know, how many millennia have women been told, shut up, Mm. you you go into the kitchen, you do this, right? 
you're not as good as a man. You can't do this. You can't do that. Right. Just keep it down. Even in, in the early 1900s, right. Um, when they first started doing all of these surgeries and I'm going to take you someplace that is going to be a little hard for some people. When, when women were going through menopause, their emotions would change, right? They're, they'd become emotional. And the doctors were taught, well, this is a form of hysteria. And what do we need to do? We need to take the womb out. It's mm. called a hysterectomy, right? <sighs> to get, it's a hysterect to stop them from being hysterical. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it's unbelievable. Like the women need to be able to express their, they're having this emotional reaction. Something is going on in their world or in the world that they're trying to express, right? Whatever it is. And modern medicine, or at least the rise of modern medicine, shut that woman up. Take her womb out. Let's go. Yeah. Take out her take out her ability to create, whether it's a creating a baby, creating yeah. a conversation, creating, right? Boom. Goodbye. Goodbye to that. Right. Yeah. We see a lot of that in women's health too. I mean, even, you know, when you look at the history of birth control, um, mm. you know, and that's another kind of hard pill to swallow when you start kind of uh, pulling the layers apart of it, you know, and just this general understanding of just women's health and women's bodies and childbirth and post-childbirth. <laughs> and, you know, it's like all these, uh, I love that you're bringing that up because, um, yeah, I think there's, you know, again, there's these sort of, I don't know, I don't want to call them misunderstandings, but just misconceptions, I guess, in the mix. I feel like one of the things that, you know, in my personal journey that I, I had to get really clear on was what I was going to tolerate and what I wasn't going to tolerate. And just like you, Andre, once I got really clear that okay, I have this thyroid condition. You know, I, I'm also hypothyroid and I've been treating it um, with sort of an, like an alternate type of medication for, for some time now. And I, it's relatively stable, but I feel the residual effects of it. And so I'm able to sort of moderate and, and certainly um, make adjustments as I need to. Is it perfect? No. Should I work harder? Sure. Should I slow down? Absolutely. Um, do I, do I give myself much, much grace? Not all the time. And, but I've also sort of, it's taken me a long time, but one of the fundamental things, I think, I think what, what you're hinting at, Andrea, is like the idea of just saying this, these are my boundaries. This is what I'm going to tolerate. This is what I'm, I'm not going to tolerate. These, these are the places I'm willing to go. These are the places I'm not willing to go. And I have to stay true to that no matter what, you know, person in a white jacket is telling me, no matter how many times my, you know, my mother is saying, you know, it can't just, it just can't be this hard. It can't be this complicated. I'm like, you know what? I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, because her idea was like, just take the pill. Let's move forward. Come on. Like, there's no need to like make all this hysteria to get so complicated, to be so high maintenance. That's the whole thing. Is that like, I went through a whole phase of like, God, you're just, you have to eat all this weird food. Like, why does it, why can't you just eat like the rest of us, you know? And so it's that idea of just like putting up with the reflections of other people's uh, discomfort, you know, as you make these somewhat uncomfortable um, and hard decisions about what you're willing to, to deal with and not to deal with. And so, 
yeah, it's it's scary. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's not easy. And, you know, I, I don't know if you guys want to go there or not, but look what happened over the past three years yeah. for people that just went along with, then you have to do this. Oh, everybody's wearing a mask. You need to wear a mask. Everybody's getting mm-hmm. the shot. You need to get that shot. Right. No, right. that's not right. for me. Right. Yeah. So, and then look what's happening, right? Other people are blipping awake and going, oh, maybe those things weren't so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Four years. So now, been for four, almost four years now. Let's almost say, four years. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's still, it's still in the mix. Right. And you know, I'm not anti-modern medicine. I think that right. if if I get into an accident, I want to go to a hospital. I don't want to go to a health food store, right? <laughs> but if you look at the way that modern medicine is set up, right? It first of all it was driven by a patriarchy, this male energy. Uh, something's out of balance. Cut it. Cut. Burn. Sear. Right. Pull it off. Warrior. Warrior. Male medicine. That's. That's maybe not necessary, <laughs> especially sure. not for healing, right? Yeah. So our entire world has been indoctrinated into this system mm-hmm. that maybe at its root had some good stuff, but as the years have passed and the layers upon layers upon layers of let's rip into the body, let's do this to the body now, I believe that the body is this sacred place. And I think that I think that what's happening with all of the various medications and surgeries and all of this, I think it's just a a big scam, you know, like it's a big money making scam. And, um, you know, like my, my husband and I were talking yesterday about something, um, a friend of ours is going for chemotherapy and he's like, you know, it saved my mom. And I go, no, your mom actually died of cancer, <laughs> right? It didn't, it didn't really save her. I said, I don't, I don't believe in chemotherapy. He's like, what? He goes, you're taking these conspiracies too far. I go, no, I haven't believed in chemotherapy since my mom took it 20, 30 years ago. I don't believe in poisoning the body, right? I think that there's something fundamentally out of balance with that. Yeah. And you can't even talk about cancer, Right. It's such it's before COVID, before this C, there was the other C, cancer, right? That you couldn't talk about and you couldn't go against conventional treatments, right? So I think that our entire system is set up as a monetary system rather than a health system. Mm-hmm. It's set up to make more money, make more money, make what can we give them now? Well, we give them this medication, give them this thing, but never getting to the root cause of anything. Why no. is the body out of balance? Yeah. Yeah. No, that whole, yeah, the whole idea of like, okay, I'm in an accident or something happens and I need a doctor and I need to go get mended, basically. I need you to mend me. You understand the, my anatomy and, you know, all the things that, that are important. And then once I leave that hospital, my body now is on this journey to heal. There are There is like this mending aspect of medicine that's essential. And then the inherent ability for our bodies to heal is so important and, and understanding that. Um, and I feel like one thing that, that gets confusing and I, you know, we, I don't want to, you know, to spend the whole podcast, you know, bashing against like, like allopathy versus <laughs> natural medicine, but the whole idea of like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, some parts of allopathic medicine are like, even just to like, and, you know, I'm going to shut this part of your body down, you know, I'm going to pull that organ out or I'm going to remove this so that 
in some aspect, the rest of the body can function. But now the body's got this like ghost limb that it doesn't know. It's so confused. It has to overcompensate. I don't know. I, I think the theme of today has just been to reiterate, we're just working too hard. You know, <laughs> it's working. It just seems so complicated. Yes, we're unsustainable. And our thyroids are saying it's a brilliant communicator. It is. And it's saying, hey, slow down. That's right. Yeah. Slow down. There's a great quote by Emerson. Um, Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Right? So we are in a society where there's no patience. Look at us when we get on our computer. We want information. We want it right now. This very second. Give me, give me the Google. I got the Google-itis. Give me the thing that I need right this very second. Right? There's yes. no patience. There's no slowing down. There's no smelling the flowers, watching the grass grow. Right? <laughs> right? The, even the tree yeah. when it's making apples, right? Yeah. It's not like it, it overnight, boop, the apples pop out of the tree. It's a process, right? right. So I, I feel like I, I, we're getting more and more disconnected from the natural processes. Mm-hmm. And dare I say, we're moving, human beings are moving toward a robotic type of existence. Yeah. You know, where, I mean, we're even being displaced in the whole, you know, the whole thing with automated Mm. robotic stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, a long-term goal, I think, for the people that are running the world is to phase out human beings, right? Just phase them out. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, human. Smart everything, right? Like smart this, smart that. You self-check out yourself. You order your own food at the thing. And then, you know, like, it's, it's funny because, like, I refuse to use self-checkouts. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, 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 I see the same trends. And also, like, what is all this transition doing to us? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, like, really, it's kind of, like, making us a little bit lazy. It's making us addicted to screens, Yes. Right. Like there's this, there's this thing. Like I, I bought a house last year and the person who lived here before, like everything is like smart wired. I've spent the entire year undoing, unsmarting my house piece by piece by piece and disconnecting things and wow. pulling out the Wi-Fi systems and doing all this stuff because it's like, what are we doing? And also like, what is all that, the radiation from all these devices doing also to thyroid and to right. our bodies. And you know what I mean? It's like, it all comes at a, it all comes at a cost in a variety of ways. We're taking away people's jobs. We're handing it over to the robots. You know, ChatGBT is fun, but AI can be <laughs> really dangerous. Then we have all this technology, you know, and it's like, we're sitting in front of screens. We're getting yeah. radiated day in and day out by our phones, by uh, the 5G, by the this, by the that. And it's just like, it's overwhelming. I mean, a even as a practitioner, it's like, I have to work a hundred times harder to do my, manage my own self-care mm-hmm. in order to be in practice, helping other people and to mitigate, <laughs> navigate the, the world. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're it's- sitting in front of the computer right now, sure. you know, and I know that I'm going to go out to Central Park and I'm going to kind of, um, you know, uh, just- release yeah. release and, and get a little bit of nature back on my system, right? Because I know that mm-hmm. um, I'm a part of nature. I'm very clear that mm-hmm. the everything that my body is made up of comes from the earth. 
Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. And when I leave the body, this body is going back to the earth to be recycled and yeah. spirit is going to go wherever it's going to go. Right? Yeah. So um, all of this stuff is great. You know, like this, you know, the phones and all that, they're all great for our conveniences, but we need to learn how to mitigate their negative impact on our biological chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so like um, Cheryl said, what is the impact of the radiation on the thyroid? Mm-hmm. It destroys the thyroid gland. And people are on their cell phones. I mean, this is low-level non-ionizing radiation, but it's it's here right there on the face. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like where it's it in is. your brain, zapping your thyroid. So Andre's holding the phone to her ear, by the way, guys. That's what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. There's no escaping it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I use a, one of the, this, yeah. but it... Even the little gadgets, we still have to make sure that we're getting um, some uh, some natural resources back mm-hmm. in our biological systems because we're still a biological system. Yeah, yeah. Um, connected to the elements and the cycles and the minerals and everything of the earth. Amen to that. Yeah, man. absolutely. And so when. I want to go into some practical advice if we can. Just said like jump into it if you're if if yes a little bit which I love. Trust me, I know it's like it, it's important because honestly it takes almost I feel like as much energy to unfurl all the things that we've accumulated and all the assumptions that 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 you're going to be on all the like all these devices and using all the apps because because everybody else expects you to. So it takes a lot of energy, as much energy, I feel like, sometimes to go against that as it does to uh, to stay in it. But anyway, that's another uh, probably another podcast. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to hear more about, I, I feel like, you know, having ha- had hypothyroid now for, I don't know, actually, I think it's been about 15 years. And... Um, my medication intake hasn't changed drastically. It's actually pretty stable, um, which I feel like is fine, but not great. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I have two big questions. One of them is, how do we help support women, to, especially women, since we've already established that they are some of the folks who get the heaviest hit on thyroid issues, um, to sort of... Av- avoid the pitfalls and what are the major like early signs that they should be kind of seeking some support and some blood work. And then the other question I have for you, Andrea, is like once, once we are in a thyroid, a hypothyroid, a hyperthyroid condition, um, and we, and let's say we've like, like me have been on medication, how do I start to unfurl that while I stay on medication without c- completely crashing? And those are two, I feel like it's two big questions. So sorry, they're... They're actually great questions. So uh, one of the things that you said earlier was, I know I need to slow down. Yes. Right? So when you're in a hypothyroid state, the body is physically slowing down, right? Processes are slowing down. And they could be slowing down because maybe the lymphatic system is congested. Maybe there's not enough nutrition. Maybe there's overwork. Maybe there's not... I mean, there's so many reasons why the body would slow down. But it's slowing down as a protection so that you don't die before it's done, right? Before the body's done. So if you find yourself slowing down that's when it's time to either go get your test and find out what's going on. Um, oftentimes, 
the thyroid will slow and the hair will start to fall out or, or it becomes um, uh, brittle, right? Because it's not getting the nutrients that it needs. Mm-hmm. So then if you find that you're hypothyroid and you have brittle hair and nails that are peeling, then you know that the digestive system is not functioning well. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the hair is a protein discharge and our nails are a protein discharge. So if the digestive system is not functioning well, you're not absorbing your proteins. You're not absorbing yeah. them well. Um, or your body's not utilizing it. So I would suggest at that point, okay, go get some testing, but then don't just take the medication. You could to feel an initial uh, boost in energy, but get to the underlying cause. What's happening with my digestive system that I'm not absorbing what I need to absorb, right? Am I sitting down to the table under stress, right? Because when we're in sympathetic nervous system, we shut the digestion shuts down, right? Work on the digestive system first, right? So um, Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut. So let's look at the gut. Am I stressed? Am I relaxed when I'm eating? Am I eating food that my gut says, this is not the right food for this organism, right? So it's, it's, like it, it's um, almost like doing a treasure hunt to find out, well, what is the situation? What's happening here? So you do the best that you can to support your gut first and foremost. And then are you still tired? Okay, am I doing too much? Is my emotional body stressed, right? Because the endocrine system, according to ancient medicine, was our emotional body, right? So you could be eating the best food in the world and taking care of yourself and sitting down at the table and chewing your food, right? You're making sure that you're masticating everything and, and combining your enzymes with your food before it goes down the hatch and becomes the bolus that's going into the small intestine, right? You could do all that stuff, but if your emotional body is out of balance... The endocrine system's always going to be on high, high alert, right? Whether the adrenals are on fear, right? Fear, whether the, the thyroid is saying, okay, slow down, speed up, what parathyroid, uh, you have your hypothalamus, which is connected to the nervous system. If you're in high stress, it's sending a message to the hypothalamus, it's sending a message to the endocrine system. Listen, we got to, this person is in high stress. Start flooding the hormones into the system, right? So there's so many factors when we start to look at the whole organism. There's so many factors that can throw that body out of balance. If you're on chronic stress, let's say it's something as simple as you watch the news every single day. Mm -hmm. If internally from watching the news every single day, you are living in a body physical, emotional, spiritual body that is saying the world is not safe, your hormones are going to be out of balance. Yeah. Yep. If you're living in a body that says, I am safe no matter where I am, regardless of what's going on, World War III, this one's, the virus is coming, right? This Mm -hmm. cancer's here, right? If I'm living in a body that is free from chronic stress, my hormones are going to be very different. Right. So as far as getting off medication, it's a process. Be patient. Like I always tell my clients, 
do all the things, change the diet, change the lifestyle, change the consciousness, uh, do some great, slow, relaxing exercises, right? Don't try not to beat yourself into the ground at the gym if you're in hypothyroid state, right? Oh, I can't lose weight. And then they go to the gym and right, they're still pushing their body into sympathetic nervous system constantly, right? So mm. your body's not going to lose weight. So, um, you know, take all of that into consideration. And then mm-hmm. in three months, lower your medication naturally, right? Like you'll feel that the medication needs to come down because the body will start to speed up. And I want to be, I want to point out like just for the basics, like slow down in this sense means um, your energy level is low, your metabolism is lo- is not moving things so that you are holding on to weight, can't lose that weight. It's stubborn. You're, you already mentioned hair and nails, um, we talked about, we have, we, we haven't mentioned it, but constipation, honestly, right? So we're not moving our bowels. Um, yeah, it feels like you just want to sleep all the time. Or when you wake up, you feel like a train has hit you. That was, that was always the indicator for me. It was just like, I felt like I was bowled over by a Mack truck when I woke up in the morning, um, after having a full night's sleep. Right. And so, um, the, the body was just like, whoa, girl, this is, you're off. In terms of speeding up, though, the hyperthyroid state, right, we feel our, our anxiety levels are up. You heard to mention your your heart palpitations, um, can't sleep at night. That's right. Just like on speed, like you haven't had any caffeine and you're already just jacked. Um, so, yeah, so I think... Um, yeah, again, in that, and, as, and as we talk about on, on this podcast, it's like it's all the time that our body is just giving us little signals and little and waving little flags. And it's not that we need to go ru- race out into the street, you know, and ca- you know, pull the alarm. It's just that, hey, just let's let's keep shifting and changing and observing and making one choice that's different and then another choice that's different and just see how things feel. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like baby steps, one step at a time. You know, it's like learning Mm -hmm. to walk. When you're trying to understand your body on a deeper level, it's literally, okay, you're going to try this and you may stand up and then fall back down. Mm -hmm. And then you may get up again and go another couple of steps and stand up and then fall back down, right? (laughs) So it's the same thing with trying to understand the body and what your needs are because everyone's needs are different. Mm -hmm. You know, like you had mentioned that you would go to sleep get a full night's sleep and then wake up exhausted. That actually points to adrenals. Yes. That's more adrenally related. Right. Right. Well, and it, and by the time I got my thyroid in check that, that was, it it was finally able, like there was, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a whole tangent there that talks to each other. Fair. Right. So that like once the thyroid was able to be, you know, sustained and stable, then I could keep up. My adrenals could help. The cortisol fluctuations were not so extreme. Yeah. I think it's easy for people to think like all the systems are separate (laughs) and it's like, and and they're not, you know, and also that like. Compartmentalized. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember the day I had the epiphany of like, if we're, drinking fluorinated fluoridated water <laughs> and fluoride toothpaste that fluoride is calcifying the pineal gland and you know like and then it's it's going straight down this you know down the chain but also like when i learned that tsh which is the typically the main lab that we see run in for thyroid health or more 
consistently conventional medicine is actually a marker for pituitary hormone, not mm. for thyroid hormone. And so we get all these people, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing this a lot where it's like, oh, he's constantly like, yeah, they, they ran a thyroid panel. And I'm like, yeah, they just ran a TSH. This tells me nothing about your thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> it tells me nothing about what's going on. And, you know, even on my own thyroid journey, and it was, you know, I have to say, I'm going to give you some super credit here, Andrea, because when I first met Andrea, I was dealing with all the symptoms of hypothyroid and all this stuff going on. And I kept getting, you know, TSH, you're fine, you're fine. I mean, I'd been tested like six or seven times, but I'm like, my hair is falling out. My heels are cracked. I'm depressed. I have no energy, you know, all this stuff going on. And it was, you know, and I remember I, when I discovered Andrea, when I met, discovered you in your work and I was reading your book. I think I found it at somebody else I know's house or something randomly. And when I was babysitting their kids and I was like reading through it, reading through like, you know, one of them and uh, me and meeting you for coffee or tea somewhere in um, yeah, New York City. <laughs> yeah, like this dirt poor artist. I was working on oncology at the time as an artist in residence. Um, I don't even think I had a place to live at that point. Like I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was a little rough, rough and tumble, you know? And, and it's so funny because like never would it have even been on my radar that I'd be a practitioner now. I mean, that mm-hmm. was like what, 10, 12 years ago, probably when yeah. that all happened. Um, but I think yeah. what's been interesting in my own journey, as I start working on nourishing my thyroid, I start working on healing my gut and then finding out, oh, you have all the markers for Hashimoto's. But what's been, I think, also interesting in my own discovery, and I see this in other clients too, is when we start to clear out toxins. Mm. I have a long history of mold toxicity that I didn't even know was a, such a big issue. Um, when we start clearing out food sensitivities, like realizing like, oh, wow, when I cut out eggs from my diet and realized I had an egg sensitive, like egg allergy, egg sensitivity, my thyroid antibodies dropped 250 points (laughs) (laughs) in like six months. You know, when I started clearing mold, I saw them drop again. So I went from having Mm -hmm. thyroid antibodies in the 500s to having thyroid antibodies that now are like hanging out in the like upper 100s we're getting there, you know, we're clearing, we're clearing, we're clearing, we're clearing. But it, it really goes to show when we find the things that are triggering the body and we're working on nutrient density and we're density and we're healing the gut and we're managing stress and we're doing all these things, how much the body does come into alignment. It's so, it's so brilliant. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I loved all your books because, you know, of course I read all of them twice, you know, but it also inspired me and inspired me to really question like, Hey, there's more, there's more mm-hmm. out there. You know, it's like, I have talked about this before on the show where it's like, you know, I was teaching 250 fermentation workshops a year in person mm-hmm. and festivals and spending 30 minutes to an hour at the end of every one of them, helping people try to find good practitioners or their being gaslit by the system or they've been to a bazillion GI doctors and can't get any answers. And I was like, why am I sending these people to other practitioners? I should just go be a practitioner after, after all of this, you know, it was creeping up slowly, but it just kind of finally was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's how so many of us end up here, right? It's like your story, Nancy's story, my story. So many practitioners that I know where they're just like, yeah, I'm done with the system. Yeah. Well, and, and so Andrea, if, if we're 
in this position where we, we've we need a practitioner and we need to try to figure out a good team. I mean, I think that's that that's the thing that like Cheryl was really, you know, missing in her story was that she's had like with you among them, just these these mentors and people who've come through and guided her to help her on her journey. Um, do you have any advice actually for folks who are out there trying to figure this out? Like because we we have talked about this just just so you have some aspect of you know, that we need a team and it's not going to just be, it's going to be your allopathic doctor potentially just to help you run some tests, but it's also going to maybe be, you know, like healers of all sorts of, of, of variety. What's your advice right now, now that you people have so much more access to healing modalities? I think that um, finding the right team is essential and vital for your health and your happiness. And to find them, first, ask around in your community of people of like-minded people. Hey, do you know a practitioner that deals with this or a practitioner that deals with that? And find the people that are like, like in the allopathic world, I would say there's a lot of integrative practitioners now that are moving toward um, holistic because they're also seeing the dysfunction of the modern allopathic system. So they're there, but you have to find them. Like for me personally, I, I have a shaman, I have an herbalist, I have a flower practitioner, I have a chiropractor, you know, um, I have a body worker and Angie, right. Uh, I even have a psychic that I connect with. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I would also say, you know, like step, think outside the box and, and try classes, you know, like, yeah, Go to a class where somebody's teaching something that may have triggered your, hey, I maybe want to learn about that. Don't stop yourself. Go and learn something new because when you're in a learning environment, you're more open and receptive to possibly the other people in the room that may have good people for you to connect with. You know, like um, uh, for me, when I was studying herbalism in 2014, that's... I met so many people, other practitioners, and I was like, ah, these are my new people. That's my person. That's my person. (laughs) So, you know, take classes and learn. Be open to learning. And as Cheryl said, you know, like, she became the practitioner from dealing with her own illness. I think that illnesses help us develop into who we are going to be. It's almost like, um, I remember when I was first studying natural healing, like 20 something years ago, there was this one practitioner, his name was Mark Van Cowenberg. And he was like, um, all disease comes from the spiritual realm. And I'm like, man, you are out of your mind. <laughs> That's the wackiest thing I ever heard. <laughs> you cuckoo for cocoa puffs telling me that all things are coming from the spiritual world. But, you know, like, as I started working with people, it became more and more clear that the message comes into the body and an illness can be the greatest teacher for us while we're here in the body. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Right? So whether it's cancer, a thyroid disease, heart disease. Um, I remember um, a long time ago, uh, I was taking a philosophy class. And there was a guy in the class. And he goes, ah, oh, I had the greatest weekend. And I'm like, hey, what happened? And he goes, oh, my brother. My brother just... Uh, we had a, we just got back together after 25 years. We haven't spoken for 25 years. And I'm like, you haven't spoken for 25 years. He goes, yeah, we had a fight 25 years ago and he now has stage four lung cancer and he has six months to live. And 
you know, like, so we had the best weekend. I got to meet his family. I know that I have nephews, you know, this whole thing. He goes, so his, his disease was the best thing that brought the family back together. Right. So sometimes our, our diseases and our conditions are for a higher purpose, whatever that is, you know, and that's something that we can step into. That is right. Right. Exactly. And I also think like in the grand scheme of things and, and like, we are just, but a mere little speck, you know, if you want to get spiritual, we are just here for a little, little blip of time. And, you know, if we can see it more as a journey and less that we are being attacked or that we're, you know, we're like deeply victimized um, by the world around us, then we have so much, I think it's so much more interesting. I hate to say it that casually, but I, quite frankly, it just gets a hell of a lot more interesting um, just kind of see what are, what are these signals, you know, what are these things trying to tell me? I, I come out of, um, you know, a, I'm born and raised in the South and certainly been around a lot of, you know, deeply religious folks. And I can't tell you how many times, like, what is God trying to tell me? You know, what is, I've got breast cancer. I've, what is it trying to tell me? I've, you know, yeah. So anyway, I think it's always good to have that self-reflection. And I really, really appreciate that you also just bring in, I, I walked into our podcast today, Andre, thinking that we were just going to talk pra- like practical guidelines around thyroid. I had no idea we were going into the, the spiritual realm. So I love it. You have to. According to ancient medicine, right? This is our ability to express ourselves and communicate. Um, it's our ability to speak our truth. Right. So if it's out of balance, it's speaking and it's saying, hey, hey, maybe diet's out of balance. Maybe lifestyle's out of balance, maybe uh, disconnected from universe or God or whatever it is. Right. Something's out of balance. Let's see what we can do to point you back in the right direction. Right. This is a wise, wise little gland. Mm -hmm. She's a she's a great communicator. Good. Well, I love it. I want to just, again, thank you for being here. You have, and imparting your wisdom um, and the wisdom of the thyroid on us today and, and through all of your your work and your journey. It's it's really helpful to those of us out there who are, who are struggling with just with our own. And so I think we can mention to you that, that we have a book club. And since you are a, a pretty prolific author and have your own resources, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, actually. But, you know, is there anything out there besides your own work that you are in love with right now or that you're kind of like cuckoo for, for Cocoa Puffs over in terms of somebody else's work? Oh, well, you know, there's so much. There's so much good stuff out there. Yeah. But I always reflect back to my my beginning healing experience. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a book by Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Love that book. Oh, my God. I read that yes. book because I was in the realm of you suck. You're not good enough. Right. That my inner voice was so loud yeah. and you can't do this. Right. It was so loud. You're ugly. Your nose is whatever. <laughs> totally. And, we all have that. Uh, and that yes. book was, you can heal your life. And she got you to look in the mirror and mm. tell yourself, I love you. Oh, and, yes. and I was like, Oh my God, it's so profound. And I used to do it in the morning. I'd look in the mirror and I'd be like, I love you. And they'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. Yes. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing. And now it's like, oh my God. Mwah, 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 mwah. Yeah. I totally love this person, right? I love 
I love this human. Um, but I could have never got into that space without someone telling me, hey, look a little deeper. You need to love yourself a little more. Mm-hmm. And that you can heal your life kind of helps you get down that path. But there's so many, so many good books. Oh, my gosh. So yes. many great healers out there. Yeah. I love people who take their thoughts, put it down on paper, and share it with the world. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> trying to influence that that little messenger in our voice, right? That's always a running theme right now. I love it. Yeah. So hard yeah. to read books. There's so many, like there's so many good choices out there. I'm with you. I love Louise Hay and I've sent many Louise Hay books to clients like on their journeys and, you know, we use it as a resource a lot. Along with the Metaphysical Anatomy book by Yvette Rose is also very good. But <laughs> as far as like thyroidy things, obviously Happy Healthy Thyroid by Andrea Beeman. Oh, there you go, right there. Yes, yes, I have my all my your power thought cards. You can heal your life. Yes, <laughs> feelings buried power alive, never die. This is a so really good, good one. Also, it's like a reference. Uh, but I was gonna say like. I really also, on top of your books, Andrea, um, anything by Isabella Wentz, I find to be really, oh, yeah. really good as well. God, I know there's so many. I was like looking through all my thyroid books this morning and I was like, dang, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> and my adrenal books because they are connected. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. Yeah. You can't just look at that one little gland. It's, it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's connected. the whole thing, top to bottom. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again. We are so honored to have you here. And um, we want to just, you know, again, seeing your accolades. And folks, if you don't know Andrea's work, jump in it. Just take a toe dip. Um, if you don't, if you aren't struggling with thyroid disease, um, you can certainly learn a lot just just from her her work around food and, and supporting a natural and healthy diet. Um, and certainly getting your hormones in balance. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care which direction you're coming in, male, female, whatever. H- however you identify, we need some to help us find some balance in, in, in this crazy world and tell our systems that all is well and that we are okay. So thank you. Well, happy, happy new year, Andrea. This is going to be coming out um, in 2024, and we wish everybody the best and um, a fresh start. So, folks, keep peeling the onion. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Peeling the Onion Podcast. If we've inspired you to take the next step in your healing journey, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can also find us on Instagram and online at peelingtheonionpodcast.com. Music by Greg DeJazu and podcast production by Nova Media. Until next time... Keep peeling the onion.